Hey guys, my guest tonight is my old friend Mary Muter, and we're going to be talking quantum brain, UFOs, and some other cool stuff. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday, welcome to the show. My name is Charlotte, I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state of California, which means if you have a paranormal need, uh, we can help you out. And that includes, we do, excuse me, let me fix these guys. All they do is flop back on me now. Come on, don't be flopping back. Okay, there we go. Well, she's not looking too good. Um... We, we do handle cryptids and uh, UFOs and all that good stuff, too. But it may take us a while to get out to you. California is like this huge state. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like Hawaii. We have surfing and all that, but we also have mountain regions. Uh, we have desert. We have high desert, low desert. A lot of rural land, farmland. So, like I said, even though we have people in different cities, it may take us one or two days to get out. And in that case, we have psychics on staff. Who could phone you? And uh, if, you, if you do have something paranormal going on uh, within your home or business, in, the mo in most cases, they can calm it down before we get out there. So uh, you can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, California Haunts Radio. The Sacramento Sears, S-E-E-R-S, -E -E as in Greek, kind of Greek, Greek, Greek Sears, right, back in the old days. Uh, you can find us on Meetup, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team on Meetup. You can find us at TikTok under California Haunts Radio. You can find us over at Instagram under Ghosty Gal. That's all lowercase. You can find us on Twitter under California Haunts. And you can find us on Twitch under Cal Haunts. So you can find us just about everywhere. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody. Welcome to the show. If you're watching from Facebook, and I know a lot of you are, please feel free to hit that follow button because we're always looking for followers. Uh, it's trying to build up our following. YouTube, same thing. If you haven't subscribed already please, and you like what you hear and see tonight, Please uh, find it in your heart to subscribe. we got oh, more than 800 videos sitting over there, and they're all this show, all different topics. I've taken and put them all, the majority of them, in folders now because it's just too confusing. If you go in and see everything, it's really it's really mind-boggling. So if, you, you know, if you're into psychics and whatnot, or especially Nancy Matz on Fridays, you can just go to her folder. If you're into cryptids, there's a folder for that. UFOs, there's a folder for that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, but we do all kinds of topics. We just don't do paranormal. We do, we, we do hot news topics, you know, because I am a journalist, photojournalist, so I like to vary it a little bit. Okay, that being said, welcome everybody, and I've got a great guest tonight. I haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, Mary Muter is with us, and uh, we became friends. Somewhere along the line, we became friends, and uh, it's, it's, it's been really cool. It's been really cool to, to have her as a friend, and uh, I'm real excited to have her on and get caught up with her with different things that she's been involved in. She's got her book out. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about that as well. So let me bring her in and get the show on the road. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I like your hat. Yeah. 
I, I wanted to say something really quick. You did an awesome show the other day on um, King Arthur. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen that one, you should go over and, and see her King Arthur <laughs> um, interview. That was that was great. It was really interesting. I love King Arthur. So I do, too. I do, too. And, yeah, and, uh, that was just dancing everything around it, not just him. I was so excited to do it. Yeah. When the, when the, when the sheriffs came up to do it. How are you? Good. Good. I think I had a fantastic idea, but I'll tell you about it further into this uh, oh. interview. But I was okay. like, oh my gosh, who okay. can I do this with? I was like, oh, Charlotte is who I can do this with. So. <laughs> well, you've been really busy. Tell me, yes. tell me what you've been up to. Well, I've been doing a lot of writing. So we just had uh, your Quantum Brain publish uh, earlier this mm -hmm. fall, I think. Or no, yeah, I guess it was. I had such a crazy summer because we had storms and everything else and my house was basically destroyed and my driveway was destroyed. So I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> um, so it came out earlier the second half of this year. And so that's your quantum brain. I have go. another book that's getting ready to come out and that's called The Chocolate Syndicate. This is part one mm. of, I think it's gonna be five books. And this one's called A Simple Twist of Chocolate. Uh, so it's a little risque. So if you guys, <laughs> okay, phew, I'm hot already. No, <laughs> we do it all here, baby. Okay. So, <laughs> so what have you been up to chasing ghosts? Um, working on the radio show primarily. Yeah. And like you, since, you know, last year's storms were not kind and I'm still doing storm cleanup. I had a big, big tree branch fall on my fence. So I've been working on getting that cleaned up and then everything else in the backyard getting cleaned up and then working in the house. And next thing you know, it's the holidays and boom, here we are, you know, and, <laughs> but I'm really focused on this show. I mean, this has turned into an eight hour a day job now for me. Wow. That's so, amazing. Yeah. yeah that's so great I'm, though. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone pretty and much. Your, your followers are, are increasing and increasing. I it love is to increasing. that too. I added TikTok and that's what added that extra dimension, but that's four or five videos a week, you know, shorts a week wow. to, to try and produce on top of everything else that's going on with this. Wow. So it's, it's going up. We're growing. We're getting real close now. Real close yeah. to that thousand. So I I'm know. Excited. Really excited. <laughs> so you had an event in October. I did. Yes. I had a seminar series in October. And then at the end of that seminar, a group of us went out or a small group of us went out to go hunt for scorpions and we might have found a couple scorpions, but the coolest thing we found was UFOs. <laughs> wow. So wow. that was fantastic. And not only did we see the UFOs on one week, we went back a week later and were loaded for bear this time because we figured out what worked the first week, which mm -hmm. kind of brought them to our attention. And we went back the second week and climbed way up high into the superstition mountains and had laser pointers and everything else. That was, that'll do it. It was phenomenal. Absolutely. And phenomenal. what do the UFOs do when you pointed things at them? Oh, they went away. No, <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, we've seen that old hat. No. So the first week we, we had um, black lights. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Black That's light. That's cool. Little portable and, black light. Yeah, I have black lights all over the place. But anyway, so we went out into the into the desert with black lights, looking around, and uh, one of us looked up, 
and was like, oh, I've always wanted to see a UFO. And we kind of were talking UFOs a little bit. But then she says, is that one? And the other person that was with us, who's probably watching this, I think, Tim, you're out there. Hello. I, I think I saw you. Uh, he looked up. And so now we have three of us seeing this and we're watching this phenomena. And, and the UFO, you know, it's totally different than a satellite. It's totally different than an airplane. It, it's, it's its own entity and it makes its own moves and it has a personality of its own, basically. Because it can go sideways, it can go diagonal, it can go up and down, and it not only can go very, very slow, but it can go exceedingly fast. So we start watching these patterns, and then we realize that it's all um, happening in a certain section of the sky that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And so we're flashing our lights, and, and we get some of them to flash back. So they're not airplanes. <laughs> no help. Police helicopters came to get us flashing. And the, the black lights really aren't that strong, but obviously the wavelength caught the attention of these entities. <laughs> so this is, this is so fantastic because I, I'm tickled pink just to this day because there was people with me, not only, so I have witnesses, and they're all saying people. Okay. And we weren't drinking and we were nothing. So you say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So we're standing there and all of the sudden we had like a flyby of a UFO, Whoa. like close flyby, like maybe the end of a football field kind of flyby. I, I, <laughs> and it was so fast and not a sound, absolutely not a sound. And it wove. It was like, it was like someone threaded, put a needle through the tapestry and, and, and threaded it back out through the tapestry. So it was almost like this thing flew through the tapestry of the universe, came in to our universal plane and then <laughs> went so fast. We jumped, um, Tim said I was so excited. I almost hugged a cactus, and <laughs> and then it, and it went right back into the tap and just disappeared. Incredible! Wow. So wow. The next week, we go out, and I actually my uncle went with me, <laughs> and this this other girl that was on the first adventure with us, and we go and we decide, okay, well we're going to hike way up high into the Superstition Mountains. So we leave mid-afternoon, we're hiking, and it takes forever to get up there. Um, we only saw one rattlesnake. That was good. Uh, and, we, and we're just hiking and hiking and hiking. And we get way up there, and the sun starts going down, the crickets come out, and then all of a sudden, it's just silent. It's just super quiet. And we're like, okay, well, let's get our laser pointers out. So we have, like, these high-power green laser pointers. Let's see if I have one. There we go. And <laughs> we start pointing them up to the sky. And, and we and at first, before we start doing that, we start watching the sky. So we go, okay, these are airplanes. This is the common air traffic pattern mm -hmm. that is happening. We look for uh, any satellites, no, you know, recognize what satellites are. And then all of a sudden in the same direction that we saw the UFOs from the previous week, we 
start seeing strange happenings in that same vicinity. And we're like, okay. And so we keep watching and then we're like, okay, we're going to put our lasers out there. And we start doing that. And we start, able, we're able to track these things. So we can put our lasers on them and we can show each other what we're seeing and we can track them with the laser pointer. And sure enough, we have UFO activity when all of the planes, like in between air traffic. So when it was all of a sudden just quiet, that's when these things would kind of really appear to us. And they would start coming in to this one spot. And once they hit a certain radius of this space, this place in space, they disappeared completely. And it didn't matter which direction they were coming in. And it wasn't the exact same spot. It was within this radius. So there was a radius and it hit this circle and then they would disappear. And then we thought, okay, well, I wonder if there, we see any coming out of it. But before that, we're laying there and all of a sudden we kind of take a break from our lasers and there's lasers coming from behind us down towards us, but they're not like sharp lasers like what we have. Wow. It's almost like uh, someone shining a flashlight way down, you know, so you have like the beam of light, but uh -huh. it's not solid, you know, and it's still darkish. It's just like this mist of light coming down behind us. I'm like, oh my God, look around. So we, they look around, we look around and that's when we start following the, this one particular UFO that came out of the vicinity of that circle and starts going towards our, well, this side, for me, it was my right side. And we start following, we, we're shining our lasers within patterns. And all of a sudden, this UFO kind of pauses and it patterns back what we're patterning, what our laser is doing. And then it splits into two. And then the first, the front split moves further to my right, kind of behind us now, and we're watching it intently, and we can see both of them. And it flashes us one, two, three, and then disappears. And then the next one does the same thing, the split one, flashes us again, the same thing, one, two, three. I'm just saying what, what that pattern was. I don't remember it exactly, but it was one, two, three, probably. Mm -hmm. And then it did that and disappeared. And it was just fantastic. It was just absolutely fantastic. Wow, you know, that's not the first time I've heard a story like that. Mm -hmm. I had a guest on I had a guest on a few weeks ago. Mm. We talked about a gentleman, and I don't remember where he was located, but he lived off an airstrip. And he would sit out at night and watch the lights, and he decided he was going to get laser tag lasers and point wow. them at the, at the UFOs, and he had similar experiences as you did. Wow. With them coming, you know, and they, they would come in and fly over the runway at the, at the airfield. Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe it. I don't doubt it. That was incredible. So, whoa, okay. <laughs> Stay calm. What what was the overall goal with this? Was was this to get them to come down and take you, or, or was this just playing tag with, with aliens? I think just playing tag. Okay. Yeah. They can come take me if they want to, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'm ready. But <laughs> no, it was just more playing tag. That's cool. That is really cool. I never thought about doing yeah. that. Oh well, well now I, you've got now you've got I, another thing to do. I oh, well, I can tell you that I I used to date this kid. When we were kids, I'm talking nine or ten. 
he was one of these these child prodigies and he would build things and he built a homemade laser oh wow and so we got out one day in his backyard and he was flashing that thing around and by accident he hit the police helicopter oh this is what i remember about those lasers and it looked like that scene in um christmas vacation when the SWAT <laughs> team comes his yeah. poor mother about 20 cops showed up <laughs> oh my god banging on her front door because this kid had pointed the laser at him but uh wow that's an incredible story that's really cool yeah yeah that's very, it was fantastic that's very brave of you <laughs> <laughs> i think have no fear <laughs> really they're they're not going they're not intent on hurting us they're just flying through and going to wherever they're going but if we can have contact i think it's fantastic because you know there's so much more out there that this is just another means of contacting other conscious entities well that is you know what else like like with my health issues it'd be great i've been asking yeah. like once man fix yeah. me take exactly. me <laughs> fix it so what are your views on that? You and I have discussed a lot of things, but we've never talked about your views on aliens and things like that. Well, I believe in them, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, my, my views are that there's nothing, you know, malicious. I think that they are highly intelligent entities that, you know, surpass our intelligence at this moment. Okay. And with that said, they really don't have a need to come down, abduct us and do surgery on us and use us like, you know, lab rats. Mm -hmm. However, if they were to come down and interact with us and, and maybe, you know, they've, they've taken a couple in for a tea party here and there. <laughs> but we have to remember that when, when people come back from, let's say that they, there was an abduction or something mm -hmm. like that, their brain has to translate something that isn't relevant to this life experience. True. So they're not stuck in pods like the matrix on the inside the thing, and they're not being fed feeding tubes and they're not, you know, being hurt in any way, but their brain is terrified when it's trying to, <laughs> you know, decipher these things. That's why right. sometimes the stories we get are horrible, you know, kind of horror stories, but then other stories are more peaceful stories. And that all has to do with the translation of the information that's not relevant. Your brain's just trying to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. And many times when things don't make sense to us or we encounter something new, it's scary to us. I mean, just even here on earth, if if we, we there's trepidation going into a new situation. So imagine that new situation being on a spacecraft. <laughs> right, right, right. Plus, our brain is going to equate it. I mean, there, there's stuff on there we don't understand. So our right. brain is going to, to um, form an equation of that stuff of what we do understand. And that's why I think some of these stories come out. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, there's this big tube. Okay, you know, what's it for? Feeding, whatever. But that's that's yeah. what's going on. Because you try, like you say, they're trying. Yeah, they're looking that. for familiarity, something. Yeah. So that tube, our brain will say, okay, might have been a feeding tube. Because that's right. what it looks like. That's what right. we've seen. right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you did two days do that. That's fascinating, though. I would have loved to do something like that. Yeah. Oh that's my gosh. Okay. So that's one of our list of things that we're going to be doing. That's fine. Hey, you know what I was going to ask you? Now, you 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 let the cat out of the bag. What are you doing with those fluorescent lights? Which fluorescent lights? He says you had those those blue lights. Oh, the black lights. Yeah, yeah, black lights. 
What are you doing with those? I, I, I don't know. I just play around. I love lights. I play around with them. I go outside. Um, I look for things in the woods. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if I'm hiking around outside in the woods at night, you know, because, because we use them ghost hunting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I got my vision. You oh yeah. You can see, I mean, you can see amazing things with a black light. You know what they're used for, right? What are they, what used, they for? used for? I don't know. When a woman, when somebody says, I have scratching in my walls. Yeah. Or I hear scratching in my attic. The first thing we're looking for is rodents. And the, the, the client will always say, oh. oh no, I don't have those in my house. Urine. Yes. That's the, the they'll pick <laughs> and up blood. Every time. Urine and blood. Yes. Yes. Interesting. There we go. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I was I the Jaws theme. Okay. <laughs> you know, but I'm telling you how many houses I've gone into and I said, you know, I think you might have, oh no, not in my house. <laughs> okay. You know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, we have ratatouille and all the rats. Or the orbs, the orbs thing. You know, you see dust orbs in the monitors and they're all excited thinking it's a ghost. And I'm, Yeah. And it's dust. It's dust and she'll go, oh no, I'm vacuuming all the time. So my favorite thing is to go into a bedroom and just scrape my feet across the floor or the, yeah. the carpet on camera. Yeah. I mean, all you do is shake, shake a sheet. That's yeah. it. Yeah. At night, so many people are like, "Oh my God, there's orbs in my bedroom," and it's just like, "Well, you rolled over in bed. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere." You know, <laughs> it's just nothing. No, exactly. after reading your other two books, I can I, I can see you out looking for stuff in the woods. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm like that too. I go sit out. Like, there's no woods here, but I go sit out. When I, you know, when we used to live up north, I I, I used to go sit out there and just listen. Listen yeah. to the fairy folk, or it's amazing what you can hear when you're out in the woods like that. That's right. Oh, it's um, it is. It's incredible. And and once you you train your brain what those things are, then all of a sudden it's kind of like that UFO where it's easy to spot and it's mm -hmm. easy to hear once you know what you're listening for. Once you know what you're looking for. So, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. talking about this experience you have now, you got me intrigued about the UFOs. Okay, and then all the stuff you did. So you, you told you said that you were able to determine what was an airplane and what wasn't an airplane. How did you do that? How, how were you able to determine that? Well, first of all, the lights are flashing, you know, okay. and you have a, a certain air traffic and they make noise. Even when they're way, way up high, they you still hear the hum of the jet. Mm -hmm. And they'll always have their lights flashing they have the red lights and the green lights flashing and and things like that so and their behavior isn't anything that's going to be abrupt because <laughs> if you're in an airplane they're like okay we're turning left <laughs> yeah, right. make a 90 degree turn you know you i don't think airplanes do that <laughs> unless right. there's an emergency <laughs> they're heading down yeah so that's not a good thing no, or they're taking off from an aircraft carrier and going straight up. So unless unless it's a Harrier. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but they're not gonna be at that high. <laughs> Hovering. I know I have things on my phone, you know, uh, where I can track the satellites and I can track mm -hmm. like like where the aircraft are it, where aircraft are and stuff. So I, I can tell yeah. pretty much. You yeah, know, we did we did get hours. oh sorry. Oh no, we did ahead. get a nap out and where we could track where everything was. And so right. we knew where it should be empty. Awesome. Yeah. That is just too cool. I've been wanting to go up to the hills of, up here for a while. And I haven't had a chance to do it because I'm so busy. But that would be something really cool. 
really yeah. cool to do. Absolutely. Oh, and, and you're in a great spot for it too. Oh yeah. Rockland's got a move on. So I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, just pop right, right on up. You know, yeah. when I lived up, when I was living up North, I mean, our house faced Val Shasta. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so a I great I used to spot. sit out there on the back porch watching the lights and I, you know what guys, I'm going to tell you something. I, I know why the rumors are there that there are things underneath Mount Shasta because I have seen lights around Mount Shasta that don't make sense flying mm -hmm. around Mount Shasta. Yeah, the there's a lot of activity in, in, in near Mount, Mount Shasta. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that was you can just feel it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. My son nothing's, was calling me. I was just like, no. no. Nothing's fallen behind you like, you know, like the ghosties are all quiet today. Yes. Oh boy, it's been it's been hectic here the last last two weeks. I've had things fly. I mean, this room that I'm in right now is one of the most haunted areas in the house. And then the downstairs lower level is is very haunted. But this room, <laughs> okay, you know, books just coming off the shelf. The other day, uh, this microphone, so I have it, it's on a boom. Okay. And the boom is attached to the table. And not only is it attached to the table, but it's got um, the Velcro that can hold like 15 pounds or something between it. Uh -huh. So it's cranked down there. This thing's not going anywhere. So I'm sitting on the sofa over there and <laughs> the entire boom and microphone end up on that table that's right there. The wow. Scared the daylights out of me because I was not expecting it. I was just drifting off to sleep. But that's how haunted this places. And more than likely, it's my son because he has um, developed a very incredible ability to move items and to manipulate items. You know, not every specter, not every entity can do that. Right. But for some reason, he is fantastic at it. <laughs> well, so. look at you. I mean, you've got, you've got abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, yeah. it, it's going to run in the family. It's usually stronger in the male. Wow. Yeah. Well, that would be him then. So, but it's, I mean, it, it's interesting. And then the other entities in the house, it, it's all from the history of the land. So, wherever this house was built, this house was built in a vicinity that had a lot of some sort of activity here because you can go all the way around the property and just feel it you'll it's kind of like when you're swimming in the ocean and it's mm -hmm. cold because the water is cold and all of a sudden you hit like this weird vent it's like a hot spot in the ocean you're like okay it should not be that warm and it should not be like a tunnel so it's like a vent in the ocean you can feel that walking around the property. You're just walking around. All of a sudden, you just feel this energy vent, and you're like, whoa, what was that? So it's pretty interesting. See, with us, it's by fireplace. Really? That's where they're coming through. And, like, with the way the house is designed, there's a there's a direct path for the fireplace down the hallway. Uh -huh. So when psychics come into the house, like, my, like Nancy Mass or somebody comes in, they can feel a breeze right away. The second they get mm -hmm. through the front door, you can feel that breeze coming through. Yeah. And it's always cold. Heater could be blasted away. It's, this house is always cold, but they're good. I mean, it's not like I, I got any negativity going on. They're yeah, good. like they're right yeah. here. They're all they're all behind my they're over my shoulder right now. Yeah, watching like, me. Oh, no, right. <laughs> well, I have. Well, I'm I don't use mine. No, <laughs> I don't use those phone apps on my phone. Yeah, I, I'm, come on, I'm a ghost hunter. I think you know. I think they're kind of yeah. okay. 
But because you know, since my brother passed away, he contacted me. I think it was him, and uh, I was playing around with the app just to test it out. Yeah. And I said, "Well, is there anybody in here with me?" And there was a yes. And I said, "Oh, can you tell me who you are?" And the next thing that came up on the app was, "Am I on video?" Weird. Weird, because this is where I do all my filming yeah. for the show. Yeah. So whoever it was was well aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. Wow. So cool. You start looking over your shoulder going, where did you come from? You know, so I think it was my brother. That's Amelie. awesome. You know, That's so awesome. it's a full, it's a full house. Like I think I have anywhere from maybe four to seven here at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, it's all relatives. Yeah. That's but what I you were saying bring, before. That's really cool. I do bring them home occasionally though. I do bring that. I do bring different ones home. <laughs> Good job. Like, hey, we're going on vacation. Now you can can leave. Yeah, I I can tell when it's somewhere different. Yeah, you know that that is something that's really interesting because every single one of us has this energetic footprint. It's a it's a unique code that is to each of us that's ethereal. It's not due to this body, and so when we depart, that ethereal code remains. And so you can tell when somebody else is in the house that is regular when you have a visitor in the house that's not you know a permanent resident in the house so it's really i'm glad you said that because that's exactly how things work and the reason why you can pick up on that is because your brain takes ethereal code all the time and translates it into what we know and so this code that would make sense you can say okay there's somebody else here and then i'm sure you can uh, but just because you've been around it for so long, you can actually determine what type of former life that code had while it was on Earth. You know, if it was a human or an animal or even a plant or or anything else. So that's really neat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a neat experience. I like my life. I like the way it is. I just, uh, yeah. you know, I got my friends here. You know, or relatives <laughs> here. Yeah. And the dog see them, so that makes life interesting too. You know, the dog is forever barking at stuff, and she likes to get up. She likes to get up on my couch and, you know, face the back of the couch area, and then she'll look at the back of the house and stare at things. Yeah, yeah, they're good at that. I mean, they're good at at knowing what is going on. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's a lump on the log, so obviously nobody's here. But so many times she'll just stare. She started to point at them now she's a pointer and at first she would just bark and do all these things and now she just points like literally full full point foot up back straight i'm just like okay well i actually can't really see what you're pointing at but thank you <laughs> i want to talk about you know I, I did read your first two books okay they were wonderful i loved them i loved reading them they were fantastic and let's talk about that a little bit did you um did you feel that maybe you had uh, and I know you're a young kid, you know, during all this when you were when all this was going on, but did you feel that you had abilities back then? Um, yes, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think that they were abilities. I just thought that's how life was. Mm-hmm. I just thought that everybody experienced this and and lived in this in-between space. So, you know, because I live in this heat vapor you know that you would see so i i everything to me is is translucent it looks like a hologram and i can then tell my brain to make it feel or look more solid but i'm in that weird state all the time 
And so I thought that's what everybody saw. And I thought that's how everybody did. It wasn't until I was older that I realized that I'm a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, how and I do, I do write about that in the chocolate syndicate in this next okay, book cool, that I'm writing. Cool. I talk cool. about that and how my sister actually is the one that told me, she's like, Marin, you, when I was about four or five, she says, you need to stop talking like this. You need to stop asking these kind of questions. People are going to think you're weird and crazy. And then she told me that again, you know, and I'm seven and eight. She's like, you need to seriously don't talk to me about this anymore. I don't want to hear about it. And definitely don't tell anybody else. <laughs> now, when you talk about living in that state, are you able to, because there's, you know, like Nancy Matz is able like, like, well, I mean, if she wants to, you know, like if she goes to a movie or she goes to the mall, she's able to kind of shut, shut it down so that she's not getting inundated with stuff. Are you able to, 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 to you know, open it up and shut it down? Or is it just constant? It's just always, it's just because I don't need to turn it up or turn it down. Okay. Um, it's just how, it, it, it's such an integral part of who I am, that it's not an ability. It's uh -huh. just how I'm made. So I grew up inside of this realm. And so to me, life isn't any different. I don't turn it on or turn it off. But uh, I guess there are times when um, my brain has a hard time translating <laughs> things that, that need to be translated so I can communicate with other people. And I think that's the hardest thing for me is uh, communication with other people, the translating what I see, because I see abundance, and then I have to translate it into something that's recognizable and relevant to the person that I'm speaking to. And I think that's the hardest thing. But um, having to turn things on and off, it's just there. It would just be like me saying, okay, well, did you turn your brain off today? <laughs> and <laughs> Like, okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> just, just curious. We have a question in the chat room. Oh, okay. Now that I'm blind, let me. Okay, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Don't do that to me. There we go. Is it possible? Let's see. I think I have an answer for this, but yours is probably going to be much better than mine. Well, we'll hear yours. Is it possible to have these abilities as a child and lose them as we grow up or out of touch with them? Absolutely, <laughs> you can. Because that's what happened with me and a lot of the people I know in that as we grow up, we get other interests and then we kind of push them to the back. And with me, what happened was when I started, when I decided to get involved with my first paranormal team and I got around psychics, out they came. You know, but sometimes they do get pushed back. Everybody's born with, you know, I, the way I learned it anyway was that everybody was born with abilities. And uh, just, it's just, you know, some just are able to continue with them and then some just, they just push back because they get busy. Yeah. No, I, everybody is born this way because this is how we are designed. Our consciousness mm -hmm. isn't inside this body. Our consciousness uses this body as an observation tool to this earthbound plane. So you're always connected to your consciousness. You're always connected to the ethereal. And what happens is your brain gets to dictate what is going to be relevant to your life. So if you're, if you have, you know, a strong sense, most children have a really strong sense of this connection. They, and again, they don't really talk about it and they don't really recognize it. Some people recognize that it once it goes away a little bit, um, because it's a natural part of who they are. But mm -hmm. as you grow up, other things become more relevant. Like you said, you kind of push it back. 
but it's not actually, it's not weakening it. It's not taking it away. All, all that's happening is your brain is saying, okay, this information that I'm getting isn't relevant. I don't need this information to play t-ball and I don't need this information to do the SAT and I don't need this information to, you know, have my adult life. So many people do ask me, they're like, well, I've, I had this, how do I get it back? And I said, well, you haven't lost it. But there's usually a 20 year period in someone's life where it is, it is muted. Mm -hmm. And that's typically, you know, if you become a parent, you don't need all of these things because you're focusing on being a parent or, you know, you're focusing on your career because, or making money or, you know, figuring out a way to survive as an adult. Because, and the other thing is, is we're always children, but now all of a sudden we have to be children and we have to survive on our own. And that's why when you grow up, you still feel like yourself <laughs> just in this aging body. But once you get into a pattern and once, you know, the heaviest part of that responsibility is in a space that it's not so heavy anymore, you can start bringing some of this forward and making it relevant once again in your life. But I'll guarantee you haven't lost it. It's yeah. still there and you're still just as connected as you were. And like you, I remember, you know, seeing things in my house and going through that. And it was always my imagination. Oh, you've got this big mm -hmm. imagination, blah, blah, blah. And I went through life with that because I was, I was seeing apparitions in my house when I was like four, four and five. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so, so many times it's been, um, drilled into us and drilled into our parents that mm -hmm. seeing things is wrong. Mm -hmm. They might have seen things and they might still see things and they might hear that bump in the night, but they have to push it away and they have to say, nope, that's, that's not good. Mm -hmm. And if I'm seeing those things, people are going to think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they have to tell you. And so they're drilling into you what has been drilled into them that it's wrong. You didn't see it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a good story and that kind of stuff. But more and more, I think, with the advent of the internet, it's not that more people are becoming aware of this. Everybody's been aware of it since the dawn of time. That's why there's been ghost stories forever. <laughs> so there's never been a period where we haven't had ghost stories. Uh -huh. But what happened is we have more people talking to each other and saying, this is what I have experienced. And instead of someone saying, you know, nope, a good imagination, someone else says, oh my gosh, I had a similar situation. So now we have communities of people where it's okay to talk about these things, where it's okay to share these things. And that's why we're seeing more of the stories come forward. It's not because there's more of the event happening. It's because we have more and more people talking about it and saying, yep, that has happened to me. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like saying, you're not crazy. <laughs> I thought the coolest thing with my mother was that my grandmother was a curandera and she always made stuff out to be spooky. And I guess my mother was raised because my mother would see her do stuff. So my mother thought my, that, that, that all this paranormal stuff was spooky. And that's what she would tell me when I was growing up was, you know, you don't want to do that. It's scary and all this. But when she got of a certain age before her dementia, she was starting to see stuff because she was around me. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to lunch with her because we used to, we went to this one particular place used to be a hotel in Diamond Springs to go to lunch so I could do like a quickie prelim before we did the investigation. 
and yeah. we pull up and it's the first time she ever said anything like that and she and she looked up and she goes oh there's children up there on the balcony <laughs> and i said what children and she says yeah they're out there playing on the balcony don't you see them and i said no i don't see them but the story of uh, the story of one of the haunting there is that there are children that run around you know back and forth upstairs so the more i did ghost hunting even with her dementia the more she would see stuff and she was really good at it wow and it didn't scare her even though you know you're she, she had pounded that into me oh it's scary don't mess with that stuff and there she was you know like oh there's a man over in the corner you know there's this there's that there's this and every investigation we go on she would see stuff very reliable wow that's awesome see I think, I, I think one of my favorite ones was we were at the island hotel and i saw her flirting with somebody <laughs> And I walk over here. She's in a wheelchair. And I walk over and I said, what are you doing? I'm flirting with him. There's a good looking cowboy over there. <laughs> I said, mom, you don't know what that, what, what that thing will do to you. <laughs> don't, be <flirting laughs> with that thing. you know, don't be flirting with him. But that's how she was. She was really calm about it. And then she wow. gets mad. I mean, one time, like Ronan Park, they had something come through that wasn't very pleasant. Yeah. And we were trying to catch it. Thermal imaging camera. We, were always, we always seemed to be behind it. So she got mad. She stood up and she just went, you guys are messing the case up. It's going up and down the stairs. It's laughing at you. It has a tail. I can see it going up and down the stairs. <laughs> and she's already like, what, 85 at this point? I mean, it's just craziness. Wow. But yeah. But she came She came into her own again, you know, with with her, with her the abilities that she had. But, but it really didn't hit her until she was in her 80s. Wow. That's really cool, though. Yeah, That's cool. really cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to see people come into their own. And I've even uh, worked with little children, and they're so talented. Yes. A lot of these kids I've worked with. Yes. Know, with the abilities that they do have. Yeah, because they're so natural. It's just such a natural part of who they are that they're not second guessing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's yeah, like, that, those abilities are always there, always there. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you my idea. Tell me your idea. Okay. <laughs> I have just re <laughs> This is so stupid. Okay, I have just been recently shown this television show. I don't normally watch a lot of television. I just want people to know that. But it's called The Amazing Race. So has anybody ever seen The Amazing Race? I'm seen. like, you know what we should do is an amazing haunted race. <laughs> that would be cool across the country across the usa and so we would start out like the walker house in wisconsin yeah. and you'd stay there overnight but it would be the restaurant version so you'd have to go there and you'd have to like make a haunted dinner for people or whatever and get your clue or whatever and then you would go from there and you would head over to um a tavern so like the old horse saloon or the horse you came in on saloon in baltimore marathon maryland and you would have like a spirit tasting so we would have like a whole bunch of different spirits mm -hmm. um and if you're if you don't drink you can we can have just spirits without the alcohol and you have to like be able to name every single one of those and then you get your next clue and then you would move on and you would go to like um a cemetery and you would have to do cryptic readings and then you would go to um where What's the next? Oh, I was going to say the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas. And you'd have to do a seance, but it'd have to be a poker game seance. So you'd have to do the seance in cool. like a poker game. And then because that's what their haunting is. And then the Lincoln Park Zoo in 
Chicago, Illinois, that was built on top of a cemetery that had 35,000 bodies below it. So I don't know exactly what to do in the zoo, but that would be a really great place for a next clue. And then um, you could go to Mark Twain's house in Connecticut and you would have to write like a, a haunted tale, like a rite of passage, basically. And then we would end it in Port Townsend, Washington, and do like a murder mystery because Port Townsend, Washington, what a lot of people don't know, has so many different haunted tales from shipwrecks and lost loves, unexplained events and shenanigans, just uh, Shanghai. I think a couple of people were Shanghai'd and their jail down there is like super haunted in the courthouse. So you can go into the haunted courthouse. We should actually do ghost court there, but <laughs> haunted courthouse. And then you go down into the jail cell and that's it. But it would be so cool to do like a, a across the country contest and it would all be these different hauntings. I was like, who could my co-host be? I could do that. Charlotte is that my co-host. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be so fun to do. Yes. Yes. That would be, that's a, that's a great idea. Thank you. So oh. that was my idea. <laughs> now that you did that, I'll be thinking about that for days now. It'll be, it'll mm -hmm. be going I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I thought about it last night. I was like, oh my gosh, don't forget this idea. Don't forget this idea. And I didn't. So that was a good thing. That means hopefully we're going to do it. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we're going to do it. Let me I, ask you, how many haunted places other than your place that you live now have you gone into? In my life? Yeah. Almost yeah. every place. Okay. Almost every place I go, there is somebody there. Awesome. awesome. Yes. Um, whether they're a conscious attempt at communication or a spiritual imprinting. So, uh, you know, conscious attempt at communication are rarer than oh. the spiritual imprinting. Oh. Uh but even, you know, just driving down the road, there's certain stretches of highway that are extraordinarily haunted with imprinting, with spiritual yes. imprinting. Yes. Um, and then the, the conscious attempt at con communication, those are usually, you know, recently departed loved ones. And, you know, and when I'm speaking to other people or they've had someone who's passed, when they're talking about the person who's passed, that's actually basically calling these entities in and right. then they show up whether they have a message or not, you know, that's, that's another thing, but there, but when you start talking about somebody, it's basically bringing them here and, and bringing that conscious entity near you again. So anytime you're thinking of somebody and, and so that's why so many times almost every single place I go to because there's somebody talking about somebody, mm -hmm. you know, that has departed and that's bringing that entity in. It's not meaning that entity is stuck there. It's just bringing them in during that conversation. You think too, just like, well, like with your place and I have that opening in, in, you know, in my fireplace that mm -hmm. once you get a good, strong entity in your, in your place where you're at, that's going to draw more in as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's a certain um, energy field, I guess, you know, you have a certain polarity in your house and that's 
facilitating, sorry, I'm trying to think of how I want to explain it. It's facilitating um, kind of like a receptor. It's kind of like putting an antenna up. Right. <laughs> so if you have a strong entity that's living in the house or a strong spiritual imprinting that's in the house, it's kind of like an antenna and it will allow this energy flow. And it doesn't mean it's the exact same entities, but you you can have a whole flow of different spiritual hauntings coming through. See, you have a real bright personality. And I got told this at the cemetery one time because we used to do a thing with the Sacramento City Cemetery where we would go clean up the old graves. Yeah. You know, to, to help maintain them. And yeah. I had somebody go, you know, you got a conga line of people behind you. Because <laughs> they like your energy. Oh, that's awesome. And I envision you being out someplace like that. And you have that conga line too. <laughs> well, we'll have to go. <laughs> <laughs> come on guys pick up the trash <laughs> because i've had about like when i've done stuff in plasterville where i've been using dowsing rods and talking with different entities i've had um, i've had people tell me well you know you've got about 30 of them lined up down the street waiting to come talk to you <laughs> so i laugh and go it's gonna be a long night isn't it we're gonna be talking yep. to dead people all night you know <laughs> yeah you and i need to end up in a room together i don't know exactly what we're gonna do but <laughs> We'll see what happens. It'll be a wild evening. Yeah. You know. But, oh, my uh, God. Yeah. yeah that, that would be wild. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. That would be Yeah. That would be, that'd be totally you know, wild. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Come out to Vermont. We'll have to fly you out here because there's this hotel in Manchester, Vermont, um, that my friends and I, I went to. And it's totally haunted. I mean, you walk in and you walk into these certain wings and you can just feel the palpitation of energy it's mm -hmm. it's fantastic so yeah when you, you come out here i'll show you mine i'll go out there you can show me yours how's that'll that work. Yeah, i'll show you, I'll show you mine <laughs> yeah but you that, that brings me back to the, the topic that we just opened up when you walk into a building what's it like for you to walk into a haunted building mm. Well, the first thing is it's super exciting. I get like this trill of energy. It doesn't matter if someone thinks it's a uh, poltergeist or whatever. I just get this trill of like, woohoo, <laughs> this is going to be fun um, or interesting anyway. Right. And it really, it really depends on the type of haunting it is. So sometimes it's a temperature differential. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going to be completely energetic. So you walk in and it's like you've got static electricity and the hair is standing up all over your arms and the back of your neck. Um, sometimes it just really just feels like you've got someone watching you the whole time. So you've got like this person just staring at your back. You're like, and that, that can be eerie. Uh, and sometimes it really is eerie. Sometimes it really is eerie, but it, but it's never scary to me, but mm -hmm. it can be eerie. And especially if, if I'm with somebody who's already on pins and needles and they're like, oh. <laughs> I like being scared sometimes, you know, I like, I, I like having practical jokes done. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, I like those kind of things. I used to have. What do you, what do you like for you? Yeah. Oh, for me, <laughs> you know it's <laughs> creepy. That feeling you talk about, and it's always to me, being inside a building when there's people in there doesn't bother me. You know the rooms, but you know the the, the old towns that roll the sidewalks in at like six p.m. 
and you're driving through town and all of a sudden you can feel you're being peered at through all the windows and there's no one there. Yes. You can feel that energy. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. Just or crazy. whispering. It's not like you can audibly hear it. I mean, you can hear it, but they can whisper without your ears picking up and you know they're freaking talking. Yeah. I mean, it's like this silent whispering and you're just like, oh my gosh. It is. I think one of my favorite experiences was because I used to film for a TV show. That's how all this started. Uh -huh. I had a TV show on public access that I filmed for California Haunts. That's what we were. And we were in this old hotel in the gold country and I was with this other team and it was about probably 11 o'clock at night. So everybody was pretty much in bed in this hotel. But of course you still got the creaky floors if someone's moving around, you know, all this crap. So we're yeah. standing at the end of this hallway and there's two of us down there and I hear these angry footsteps coming towards me. And I stood there, I froze because I was still new at it. So I was just like, besides the psychics right there. And I thought, Oh good. She yeah. can see it. I can't. And they froze. Oh, no, they froze. I'm sorry. I froze. Anyway, they, they came towards me really angry, stopped right in front of me. And I had this vision of this woman with this, with this, with this pointed nose, you know, small pointed yeah. nose, really pissed off at me. And I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry. I've got no beef with you. And then I heard the footsteps turn a corner. And my friend had her tripod with her camera on it. Mm -hmm. The tripod lifted through the air, flew back six feet down the hallway, yeah. and the footsteps continued going. And that yeah. had to be one of the most incredible experiences that I have ever had in a hotel. You know, because obviously this person was angry for whatever reason. And I mean, I, I could see the face plan this day just looking at me, just, just ready to rip me a new one. Yeah. And I went, you know. <laughs> Don't hurt me. I'm good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like you, hey George, how's it going? That's my good buddy George out there, all the way from France. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do feel that I get those for I get those foreboding feelings when they're staring at me, and I can tell they're staring at me. Mm -hmm. You know, first first day I worked in Placerville, I nobody, you know, nobody bothered to tell me how haunted a town it was until I had to go mm -hmm. to my first um appointment to meet somebody at the hospital. And I'm driving down Main Street, and suddenly it occurs to me that I'm being watched. <laughs> you know, driving all the way over there. And I took a second hit, too, because I had not grounded before I left, you know, because I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But boy, after that day, I sure grounded every time I went out, with that, <laughs> out there because, wow, what an area. Every building, every building had activity. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. I mean, there, there are towns. There are entire towns that are just filled. <laughs> I saw the hangman one night too. Oh, mean? did you really? Because I used to get off at five and these night meetings were always at seven or eight, you know. Mm -hmm. So I had to meet this uh, self-defense class at the community center. Yeah. And so I grabbed some dinner, parked at the community center, and it had these big the community center had these big windows. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting in my car and I see this hooded figure come off the side off the side of my eye I, I see it come around the back of my car and it's walking around the back of my car and I can see it in the rearview mirror and I can see it in the reflection of the building yeah and I turned around and by the time I turned around gone wow but I saw the hangman cool that night that's awesome so it's, it's an interesting ride in these haunted towns I'll tell mm -hmm. you that much
you know like oh, you yeah. say there's always something going on the ghosts are not sleeping that's for sure like, no <laughs> now no. do you pick and choose now when you get into a situation where there's a lot of activity somewhere that you're at and say they want to come talk to you because i've i've had psychics tell me this oh my god they're all coming towards me you know do you pick and choose who you want to talk to or 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 do, do, do they decide they want to talk to you and just inundate you do you, <laughs> honestly i ignore them I just, I, I, yeah, seriously, because, um, I think, I think there's two things. One, they know what your personality is. Right. And I mean, aside from talking with you, I'm not a big talker. I'm, I'm pretty much a silent person. Like I I'll go all day without speaking. So like today I didn't really talk to anybody. I think I spoke to my son for like four minutes, but, um, so when they come around, I don't have to say, leave me alone or anything like that. It's kind of like they get the patterning of what I am. So they actually, it's more like, it's more like uh, they start doing things on their own. So if it's, if they're conscious entities, they start just kind of hanging out. So if I'm, they'll. Uh, not really, but they'd like pick up a book and read or they do gardening or, sure. or whatever it is. They just do things and just sure. hang out. Sure. And they knew that I'm, I'm consciously aware of them. So they're, they're still getting that recognition. I just don't need to have a conversation with them. <laughs> um, and it's, it's not like it's rude or anything. I just don't, I just don't talk to them. I don't pick and choose. I don't make a big deal of it. Right. But like I said, at the beginning, this is, this has been my whole life. And so I don't feel a responsibility that I am supposed to talk to these people. It's just like me walking into a crowded room. I don't have to go and talk to everybody in the crowded room. <laughs> See, now our situation is a little different because usually when we're going in, we're going in because somebody has called us out to, to deal with. Exactly. Where, where, it's a totally different situation. However, I have had times where they have involved themselves in our conversation without us asking them. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I've gotten some real interesting things like we were at the Iowa Hotel just having a some kind of conversation. Somebody had bought yeah. one of those Niagara adjustable beds. And so we were having this conversation about it. And the ghost chimed in that he had a really cool bed too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So th those things they'll they'll participate in conversation yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so yeah, I get those all the time, but I don't have to pick and choose. But yes, you'll be having conversation with somebody or you'll be wondering something and then all of a sudden they just give you the answer or their opinion on it. Mm -hmm. They love to give their opinions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or we that kind of stuff up, I agree with. <laughs> or, or, or we picked up like, well, like a time warp, you know, where, where they're stuck uh -huh. in that particular time. And uh, this one case in a hotel where we, uh, we, it was like four in the morning and by then we're all giddy. And so we're talking about, you know, whatever hits us and, all of a sudden you hear I'm burning up and you hear another voice go, I wonder why. And at that time, uh, the hotel had burned down at one point. Oh, wow. So I mean, we hit that. Gina says, have we ever gone into any places that had no ghosts and were pure? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to have that night off. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. It's good to have, you know, a pure place. Yeah. For me, no. Um, I, every, every, step I take is because the entire earth has had life on it. Mm 
And I, and I don't just pick up, you know, just people, but I get the energy of, of history of the earth itself. Um, so for me, no, but it, it doesn't bother me. And, and for the most part, a lot of that energy, when you go into a peaceful place, a lot of that energy that the peace in that peaceful place is also historic. So it, it's all part of it. Mm-hmm. I think what cracks me up with some of these old towns is when you're walking through and the ladies of the evening are out <laughs> and they've got their legs, you know, it's just, it's just like in the movies and, and they've got their legs yeah. o- over the porch rails and they're trying to get yeah. people's attention. <laughs> they're still there doing in their front thing. Of the saloons. Yeah. I mean, they're still, they're still there doing yeah. their thing, you know, leaning against the piano, actually yeah. the bar. It's, it's interesting. Cause when you go like that one town, I always talk about it, Garnet in, um, Montana. So Garnet, Montana, if you guys go up there, you really can, you go into the saloon or you peek your head into the saloon and you feel the life. But the, the most interesting thing is you go behind the saloon where people lived mm-hmm. and you can feel the energy of kids running, but then the working women, <laughs> you know, and, and, and what they did behind the saloon. <laughs> is is there also (laughs) (laughs) yeah all that energy is there it's all there that's what makes it so fun see those kind of investigations for us are like a fun vacation i mean Mm -hmm. a fun investigation for us because you know going into somebody's house is such a serious thing Mm -hmm. you know because you're dealing with someone's mental state but when we get into like these old hotels it's like we're on vacation and we have a (laughs) girl talking with the ladies in the evening and everything else that we run into in those places yep And you talked about Mark Twain earlier. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know. I, I want to do that. I love this whole great, great race idea, by the way. Yeah. I've run into I Mark Twain fantastic. in hotels. I've we just need in, to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I've run into him in hotels here in California. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very wow. interesting individual to speak with. Yes. We have to figure that a great race thing out. I like that. Oh, I love it. We need to get funding. <laughs> That's the first thing. If we got funding, we can do it. <laughs> that would be a blast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally, I totally want to do it. My goal for this year, 2024 is to somehow do it. Yeah, that would be Somehow we'll have to do it because that would be so fun. Because I, I love setting up treasure hunts. I love setting these things up. And it would be so fun to put some, a group of people, you know, in, in pairs to mm-hmm. race against each other and go do this. That would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, it would. That'd be so fun. We have to think of a great okay. prize. I got to get you into a haunted place. Yes. Yes. I will come. You tell me when and where. We got to get you in a haunted place. You know, how's yeah. there any place I'm afraid to go into? No, but I'm afraid of the dark anyway. So if this, if, I mean, if, if, if this entails walking into pitch black, I'm afraid. So, you know, I just don't do, I just don't do dark. I know it's still a ghost hunter. I don't do dark. Never did. The only thing that saved me in the beginning was because I was filming with mm-hmm. infrared cameras. Mm. So I could see everything. Yeah. I don't do dark. In fact, I've got the, out of all my ghost hunters, I've got the brightest headlamp. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. There's different darks too. There's scary darks and then there's not so scary darks, but there are some really scary darks. (laughs) Really scary darks. I mean, I have looked up the stairs like in Placerville in certain places and I went, 
nope, not going. <laughs> not happening. Too dark. Mm -hmm. I don't like mm -hmm. what's up there. Uh, there's something staring down at us. No. That's right. You know, you can have one, it, you go to the exact same place and it's not a scary dark. And then you go there again and it's a scary dark. I mean, yeah. it's amazing how that happens. You're just like, oh, okay, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not even going in that vicinity. <laughs> have you done Tombstone? I have done Tombstone. Yes. There's some interesting stuff in Tombstone. There sure is. There's, you know, there's a, in the West with the, all the cowboy towns and, and things like that. And the, the gold expeditions, there's a lot of stuff that happened <laughs> and there's a lot of spiritual imprinting that was left behind because of it. Oh yeah. McCullough Hill, I think is the one that there's a plaque in, you know, downtown, which is one, one street where it says there was a murder there every day for a year. Yeah. Crazy. Lots of imprint, lots of imprint. It's always fun talking to you. Well, thanks for having me. It's always fun being here. I fun. really do look forward to it. It's always fun talking. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to do it again. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that would be great. We'll have to give us a thumbs up if you want us to do it again. That's it. Give us a thumbs up, you guys. Show me some love. Show me some love. But we'll have to get together and work on this great race thing. I think it's yes. Okay, I think it's fantastic. And if you guys like the great race thing, let us know. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can. We can figure it out. Maybe we can get sponsorship from the places yeah. that we would go. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe she could start on the East Coast and we could start on the West Coast to be somewhere in the middle of the U.S. Oh, my gosh. Now, that would be fun. Two different directions. It would be the great race to the middle of the country. Yeah. <laughs> Just start popping out that there way. We go. You know? I will yeah. be starting to film. My documentary is finally going to be filmed. Really? Yeah, and uh, we're going to do it ourselves, of course, but we're going to be filming yeah. our documentary. It's going to start. I got a whole new team. I got some new team members coming in. We're doing mm -hmm. kind of a rebuild, but hopefully in, in February, March, we're going to film our, our first hotel. Wow. Start oh, filming the documentary. This is going to be great. Where are you going to Where are you going to have it? On we're gonna YouTube? Do, or? We're gonna do, yeah, be YouTube. We're going to do Ghost of the Gold Country, and we're going to go to like the Murphy's Hotel and uh the no. the, the uh, you know the, the different hotels in the gold country and we're just going to go up and down the gold country and do this for the oh darn it i want to do that so we're so <laughs> well we could use guests uh you know okay if you need a guest good guess i'll come out good guest coming out because <laughs> the one i think you'd find interesting yeah well murphy's is fascinating to be at really active um the hotel in uh, uh the holbrook hotel that would be a good one that would be a good one that's a good one with the kids and everything in there. But the Murphy's yeah. Hotel is always active. They just remodeled. I think they just remodeled yeah. the whole book too. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, exciting. people ask, does remodeling change it? Nope. It, remodeling doesn't change it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> nope. You can throw out the old, but it stays. <laughs> yeah, it stays there. It's in great. Just like, you know what it is? And I figured it out finally with old hotels. Mm -hmm. Because the most active places are bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> And people say it's because of the water. Mm -hmm. It's because they can only get to the piping so far down when they work on the piping. Yeah. So you've got all that old antiquated piping, and that's where all that's coming from. All that energy. <laughs> I never use a bathroom in a hotel unless I have somebody with me. No way in hell. I mean, I I always have this vision. You know, you're sitting on the pot, and there's some face right there. You know, and you're. Nope. And we did the we did the Empress Theater in Vacaville or Vallejo 
one time yeah. and nobody was in the building. I, I, everybody took off to go get food and I, I stayed to guard the building because there was no, no way to lock the doors. And I had to use the restroom and I didn't realize that they had changed it to be um, eco-friendly. Mm -hmm. So I go walking in the bathroom, the lights on, everything's fine, you know, do, sitting there doing my thing and the lights go out. <laughs> and I went, ah! You know, I'm sitting there thinking about the ghost, you know, it's like a, it feels real active tonight. You can feel the thickness of the air. And I go in there, the lights go out, and I, they could hear me outside. So some poor guy came running in off the street to see if I was right. <laughs> Just don't, just don't leave okay. me unattended in a haunted building. Okay. <laughs> we won't leave you unattended in a haunted building. <laughs> My fear of the of the bathroom is <laughs> one time someone told me snakes can oh, come up through the toilet. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. And every <laughs> single time. I don't care. I'm like, oh, please don't let there be a snake in my toilet. <laughs> so okay, there. <laughs> Well, I well, bathroom talk, Charlotte. That's okay because I, I mean, I remember seeing the movie Rattlers back years ago. Yeah, <laughs> every time I used to lay in a bathtub, that's the first thing I thought was that oh, right, you know, right down on top of me. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, so I, I have those fears too. I do. I see what goes on in places like Australia. I know. <laughs> Australia is a scary place to live. I'll tell you. <laughs> yes, it is. Australia, yeah. Florida. If you if you live in Australia, I'm just telling you right now, you are so brave. You are one of the bravest people I know. <laughs> they got the, they got the. I'm not saying nastiest creatures, but they got stuff to keep you on your toes in Australia. Oh my gosh! I think all of the deadliest things in Australia are there. So, <laughs> yep. And on that note. <laughs> and on that note. I have an appointment to go at tonight, so I get to. That's how I right. start over here at four p.m. Okay. Please, I'm actually going to be visiting somebody tonight. I have to go deal with it. But thank you so much. It's always it fun, fun to have you on. What website are you at so people can find you? MarinMuter.com. M-A-R-E-N-M-U-T-E-R.com. Cool. And tell me about your books. What books you got out so people can find you? Um, right now I have the Book of Buried Letters. I have Inside Past Life Connections, and I have your quantum brain okay all right there you go and if you need chocolate i just made a fresh batch of chocolate oh, limited supply maren's got the best chocolate you guys so you can get that on the website too there you go oh, I think that's, that's all my okay <laughs> all well, right guys thank you. thank you so much have a good one okay all right bye all right well don't be a stranger okay <laughs> bye goodbye all right, it's always fun to have Marin on. So we've become fast friends over the years. Anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tomorrow. Uh, Sylvia Schultz is going to be with us. Uh, she writes a lot of uh, true haunting stuff, and she happened to revisit the Peoria State uh, Hospital, and so she's going to be talking about that. Plus, the book we read every Sunday it happens to be her book about the scary Christmas stories, which is one I'm going to share with Marin because it happens in the Vermont area, this particular story. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming. I will be back on the air live tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great evening, you guys, and I will see you next time. <laughs>